Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the things I told you in this series we're going to do is we're going to look at three different characters. And the first character we we're going to look at, we're going to look at Eve. Amen. And how Satan attacked, uh, he attacked Eve as a deceiver. He deceived her. Amen. But she believed it. All right. And one of the things that we must be careful of is that the enemy is so crafty. Amen. You, you wouldn't think, you know, you would say to yourself, oh, not me. I, I wouldn't get caught by the devil. No, not me. But, but the truth of the matter is we all have at some point been paralyzed, been, uh, been attacked by the enemy. Amen. And, and we've given in to his, uh, to his devices. Amen. But, but the one thing you have to remind yourself of is that he is a deceiver. And one of the things that I told you last week that he wants to do is to, this is what he wants to do. He wants to target your mind. Amen. Your mind is where he begins. Now, when we say the mind, what are we, what are we talking about? We're talking about the heart. Amen. And the Bible says we ought to guard our hearts. In other words, protect it from the things that come in and go out. Amen. The th- the, Jesus said like this, um, what goes out of your heart comes out of your mouth. I wish I had somebody. Do I have anybody? Amen. So, so what goes out of your mouth When you say, oh, I didn't mean to say that, you meant to say that. Amen. And some people won't say what they really want to say, so what they do is they say it in sarcasm. And they believe that in their sarcasm that they're getting out what they really want to say. Not not all, now some of it is legitimate, right? But but you got to be careful that the enemy is not attacking your mind. See, you're driving to church, everything is good, right? And then all of a sudden, a thought comes in your mind. You, you come into church to worship God, but, but all the while, your mind is taking you in a place, amen, where you're like, man, how did I even get there? Listen, if you, if you think, come on, somebody, negative, if you think defeat, if you think that you can't do it, then you won't be able to do it. And here's the thing. Here's another thing you have to remind yourself of. When you start thinking like that, you got to ask yourself this question. Where did that come from? Trace out the source. Match it up against what's biblical. The Bible says this, whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is of good report, He says, think on these things. Amen. And oftentimes, saints, what happens to us is that we entertain, come on somebody, we entertain those negative thoughts and it leads us to a place of what? Defeat. Do I have anybody this morning? Anybody ever been there? Where all of a sudden you start thinking and then all of a sudden your mind is in a different place. And listen, you are what? Defeated. I'm watching this thing on on, on YouTube about this guy who's talking about working out, right? And and he says, the one thing when you're a beginner, 
is that your mind, he says, he says about 90% of the motivation comes from the mind. Amen. He says, because, now, now this is what he said. He said he went to the gym and he had, you know, the, the, in the gym they have the black plates and then they have those colorful plates. You know, some of them are uh, they're in k- kilometers, I believe, and then some are in pounds. And so what he said, well, he said, well, he didn't, he didn't, he thought the pounds, it said, it said like uh, two kilometers. So you're thinking, oh man, that's only two pounds, right? Well, come to find out that two kilometers was really heavier. I don't know what the actual, you know, weight was, but it was actually heavier than, than, you know, than what it looked. So he put it all, he stacked it up. And then when he went to live, because in his mind, he's thinking, oh man, this ain't nothing, man. This ain't nothing. In his mind, he's thinking, this is light. He went down, he did, it was a deadlift, he picked it up. Come to find out it was 419 pounds. See, what it was, it was in his mind. In his mind, he said, oh, it's light. In his mind. So, and I started to think about that illustration as I'm thinking about how Satan attacks our minds. And what Satan does is he targets our minds to get us to think it's difficult. You'll never, amen, get better. You'll always be in the same place. Somebody ought to hear me this morning. Amen. And listen, here's the, here's the thing. If Satan can get your mind, guess what he can get? Your whole life. Are you with me? If you think you're tired, Come on, somebody. If you think you're defeated, if you think, amen, if you put it in your mind and you entertain these thoughts, what's going to happen, y'all, is that we will always be defeated. And I want to talk to somebody this morning. I want to tell you something. You got to watch the company that you keep. Because oftentimes it's the people that we hang around with, amen, that causes us, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, and they're not helping you, they're what? They're hindering you. Are you with me? So if you look at your handout, first thing is, when Satan wanted to lead the first man and woman into sin, he started the attack with the woman's mind. Amen. Now we've told you we're looking at Eve, okay? We're going to look at Job and we're going to look at some other people who were attacked by Satan. Now the question is, why? Why would Satan, I understand it, why would Satan want to attack the mind? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Why would he want to attack the mind? 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3, right? And, and here's the thing, here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin at verse 1. And look what it says. It says, be imitators of who? Of me. Of who? Me. Just as I also am of who? Christ. Now what Paul was telling the Corinthian church, you need a good example. See, and this is what we need in our lives. We all need a good, what? Example. What do we need? We need a good example. He says, he says, be imitators of me just as I also am of Christ. What is 
What is Paul saying? Paul is saying, don't just imitate me. No, imitate who I've been imitating. I don't think you're hearing me. He says, imitate who I have been imitating. And who has he been imitating? Christ. See, in our lives, the devil wants you to think so negative, and he wants to, listen, our mind is something that if he can get it, you're gone. But he says every now you got to look up and you got to see that there's some people around you who are, follow, who, who are following Christ. Watch this. And guess what? They're going through some of the same things you've been going through, but guess what? They're handling it in a Christ-like way. Are you with me? Listen, here's the thing. Many of us think that, you know, now here's the thing. When I say think or govern your thoughts, you, you have to govern your thoughts, but you got to make sure that you're living it also. Because I can think I want a Mercedes. Amen. I can think I want a new house, and I can go get the new house, but then I can't keep it. I don't think you heard what I said. So, so, so make sure you have the facts. Because that's another area that Satan does. He messes with your imagination. Come on, somebody. He, he causes you, amen, to somehow feel as if, oh, yeah, I can do whatever I want to do, but you got to make sure you're doing it the right way. Are you with me? Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch what it says. It says, verse 2, it says, Now I praise you because you remembered me in everything and hold firmly to the traditions just as I delivered them to you. Verse 3. But I want you to understand that Christ is the what? Christ is the what? Christ is the what? Head of what? Right. And the man is the head of what? The man is the head of what? Now, he's talking about what? I know some of you women don't want to accept the fact that your husband is your head. But that's the truth. He's talking about Christian order is what he's talking about. Order. He's talking about the order of the family. And he says, here's the thing. Now, a man who is, watch this, the head of his wife, it's not that he's just the head. The text says that Christ is his head. (laughs) You got to catch that now. When Christ is the head of a man, amen, then that, now, now listen, it's hard to lead a family if you don't have Christ as the head of your life. Are you with me? Look at what the text says. text says, but I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man and the man is the head of a woman. And God is the what? Is the head of what? Christ. Amen. And so what he's talking about here, he's talking about order, but he's talking about headship. Now, the reason that Eve fell for the okie doke 
is because Satan got in her head. Amen. But watch this. But the man was not there. Amen. To say, baby, you can't be listening to those strange voices. Are you with me? He neglected because God, uh, when, when, when God came into the cool of the garden, he said, Adam, where are you? They hid from God, but where was, where was Adam when the devil was talking to Eve? See, here's the thing. It wasn't that he wasn't around. It was the fact that he didn't know what was going through her mind. I'm going somewhere. See, here's the thing. I'm trying to help somebody with something this morning. Watch this. Your thoughts can affect your whole life. Amen. And it's not just, okay, we got a conversation. We, we can talk to our spouse or we can talk to people. Listen, I can talk to you and you can smile and tell me God is great and all this other stuff. But I don't know what's really going on in your mind. Question is, what's going on in your mind this morning? What has you defeated? And here's, here's the other thing you got to know. If the enemy can get you to sit here with your body and your mind is outside the church, you're thinking about all your troubles. Baby, this is the hospital. We, we, we got you hooked up to the machine right now. We Come on, somebody. We... We, we, got, we got some IVs in you right now because this is the spiritual hospital. But if you don't share what's in your mind, then guess what? Satan wants you to keep it a secret. He wants you to walk around with a smile on your face, but inside you're broken. Come on, somebody. He wants you to walk around, amen, uh, looking the part, but, but all the while in your, in your mind, your mind, can't, you know, I sat today in my prayer closet and I thought about it. I said, Lord, thank you for where you brought me from. And you, you listen, God is saying to me, Pastor, you got to believe it, but you got to change the way you think about it. And that's everything in my life. I have to change the way I think about things because if I keep thinking negative, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to continue to live defeated. Watch the handout. Watch this. Watch this. Why would Satan attack your mind? Somebody read that for me. What, what does God do with your mind? I don't think you heard what it said. God communicates with you through your mind. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you had some God thoughts? Or some godly thoughts? Let me ask you this. When was the last time you communicated with God? Come on, somebody. No, every second, or every day. So if, if it's every day, then why do you look like that? Why are you defeated? Why are you walking around with your head hung low? Why is it when trials come, you feel like it's the end of the world? Listen, we serve a big God.
Listen, a lot of us, we want to take our matters into our own hands. And we want to say, oh, I'll handle it. I'll deal with it. But let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with picking up the phone and calling your pastor or calling someone or elder in the church or somebody and say, come on and pray with me. Listen, you ain't got to tell me what's going on. Just pray for me. Saints, the devil wants you to think that prayer is weak, but prayer is powerful. Because when I look at scripture, when, when Paul and Silas was in prison, the church was praying and the Bible says the foundation was shook. Are you with me? And so I'm trying to encourage you this morning to let you know that you cannot allow him to take your mind because your mind is how you communicate with God. Watch the text. Well, I mean, watch, watch, let's read on. Watch this. He'll have you come to church and look at the person next to you and say, I'm not like them. I'm glad I ain't like them. You got, you got up this morning, read for church, and then all of a sudden in your mind, you started to get defeated. It, I, you ever notice that every time you get ready to do God things, your mind starts changing. Your continence changes. Amen. Go, go to Colossians 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 9. Look what he says. So you got to consider these portions that Consider these portions that the mind clearly sets forth the important. The I'm sorry. Consider these portions that clearly sets forth the importance of the mind. Amen. Look what it says here. Um, verse nine says, "Do not lie to what, since you have laid aside what, with its evil what practices, and having put on the what, the new self, who is being renewed to a what." True what? Knowledge, right? According to the image of what? Of the one who what? Created you. Notice what he says? He says a what? A renewal in which there's no distinction between what? Greek and Jews, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian and syndicate, slaves and freemen, but Christ is all and in all. Now, now watch this. He's saying that there's nobody in this church today who's different from each other. We're all one in Christ. Nobody's better than, than the next person. But watch this. Watch verse 12. So as those who have been what? See, this is the key right here. This is the part I say to people all the time. You and I must remind ourselves of a few things. Number one, we're chosen by God. Now, I know it's easy to, to, to get hype about that in church, but here's the thing, y'all. You are chosen by God. Chosen for what, pastor? He says, holy and what? Beloved. Put on a what? Put on a what? A mind. Come on, somebody. Put on a mind of what? Compassion. What else? Kindness. What else? 
Humility. Put on a mind of what? Compassion. Kindness. Humility. What else? Gentleness. And patience. Go to the next verse. Bearing with what? See, the problem is we say we love each other, but we give up so easily on each other. That's not love. Love is patient. And if you ever look at scripture, these virtues come up all the time. In the fruits of the spirit it comes up. In the context of love it comes up. And in the context of you being chosen and putting on the new you. He says what? Forgiving each other. Whosoever has a complaint against anyone, just as what the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Here's one thing that Satan wants to do with your mind. He wants you to harbor unforgiveness. He wants you to think that your battle is with people. Go to Ephesians 6 and 12. So you got to make that personal. Let me say something about that word, our. You know what that word our, you know, in the, in the Greek, it's an emphatic. And whenever you hear the word emphatic, it means that it is yours personally. I'm going to show you something about that today. Watch this. He says our struggle. So everybody in this room today, we all got something we're struggling with. And whatever that struggle is right now that you're going through, let me share something with you. It's not with who you think it's with. The text says for our struggle is what is with is not against what? Flesh and blood. So the fight is not with me and you. It's because possibly your mind has been captivated by the enemy. Come on, somebody. Because if you, if you were really in the spirit, you would put on a spirit of humility, gentleness, kindness. Come on, somebody. You would think like this, amen, and you would forgive me like, I, like God has forgiven you. But when our minds are not there. And when Satan has convinced us that it's you, you're the problem. No, you're the problem. Can I ask you something? When will you say that you're the problem? That's right. That's right. Not you because you got an excuse. No, here's the thing. Will you ever take responsibility? Oh, I'm helping somebody this morning. I'm helping somebody this morning. Amen. Listen, but your battle is not with people. It's not a people fight. It's a spiritual fight that you're in. Look at the text. The text says it's against rulers, powers, against world forces, against darkness. Watch this. The spiritual forces of what? Wickedness where? Place you had never been before. So if my fight is spiritual, why am I cursing you out? Why am I using words out of my mouth to pull you down and to make me look good? Because Satan has gotten my mind. Got my mind. 
He got me thinking, it's you. No, it's ain't you. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. Now, that doesn't give us an excuse. But what it does give us is an opportunity to change, watch this, the way we think. And somebody here this morning, you got to change your thinking because I can smell it from right here. Go to Ephesians 4, verse 17. But you know what I try to do all the time? I block out those neg- negative things. Even this morning. Even when, listen, and here's when the negativity comes, when you get ready to pray. The moment you get ready to pray, your mind starts playing tricks on you. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? And you know what that should do? You know what that should do for you? That should make you defiant to Satan. And say, okay, so you're attacking me while I'm praying? I'm going to pray even more. See, what we do, we give in. You know what? You're right. Yeah, you know what? Shoot, I don't. This ain't work. Listen, some of you are saying, this ain't working. This prayer thing ain't working. Here's the thing. You can't expect God to take all of your mess ups and then in turn bless you. No, 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 no. You got you to gotta make right on your mess ups. You, you follow what I'm saying? Give God an opportunity to see whether or not you're going to do the right thing. But oftentimes that's not the case. We want God to take the things we've messed up and just fix it, watch this, without us doing nothing. What kind of thinking is that? Listen to what, listen to what Satan said to Jesus. He says, you can turn these stones into bread. Come on, somebody. If you jump, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, hey, you know what's going to happen? He's going to send his angels to catch you. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Watch this. Satan will have you thinking things like that. I wish it could be this way, but it's not right now. And what God is trying, he, he keeps you in fantasy. He keeps you in the what ifs. He keeps you away from the facts. Because here's what he knows. If you were to really work through it, you'll have a real blessing. Because what he was promising to Jesus, he couldn't even deliver. Are you with me? Look at this text. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. So I say this, so this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles walk. In the what of their minds? Keep reading someone. Being what? Darkened in their understanding. You know what the word futility means? Emptiness. 
the Gentiles walk in, their minds are empty. <laughs> you know what the word also means? Futility, worthlessness, uselessness. Watch this. Some people would rather have an empty mind and live defeated because they are comfortable in their defeat. And they have accepted it as their final fate. F-A-T-E in life. Are you with me? Watch what he says. Being what? Darkened in their understanding. Excluded from what? From what? The life of God because of the ignorance that is what? In them. I told you on Tuesday night. One of the enemies of the church is what? Ignorance. A lot of people say, oh, I know the Bible. My preacher did. Listen, you don't know nothing because you ain't living it. And you can keep fooling yourself all you want and keep saying, I know the Bible, but if you're not living it, boo, something is wrong. You got to live this thing. I thank God that I'm living. I mess up. <laughs> I get back up. But guess what? I do not, I, I've been delivered from this. I've been delivered from, excluded from God. Watch it. A life of God. A life of God. Watch this. Because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the what? Here's what happens. Because of the what? The hardness. Saints, today I want to say to somebody here today, you need a heart of flesh. Right now you have a heart of stone. And the reason you cannot change is because your heart is hardened. When you and I are excluded from God, our heart starts hardening. You know what happened? You ever seen a person with a hard heart? Nothing affects them. They accept whatever comes. <laughs> They're like, whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever. It's all good. It, you know. Look at this. Let's read on. Callous. To sensuality, every kind of what? Right, with, with what? Greediness, verse 20. But you did not learn what? Christ. Did you? If indeed you have what? Heard him, you have been what? Taught in him. Just as truth is in Jesus. You know, what, you know what Paul was saying? Paul was talking to a church that, was, that had slipped back. Some of them were slipping back. And you know what he was saying? In a nutshell, you should know better. <laughs> Let me ask you, if you know better, why are you living like that? He's defeated you. Today, today is, is time.
today God wants you to have an overhaul of your mind. It's, it's time because, and I, I, I hope I can get through all this, right? L listen, listen, listen. Here's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy your thinking. Look what it says in verse 22. That in reference to your former manner of life, you will lay aside what? The old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with lust of deceit, and that you be renewed, watch this, in the spirit of your mind today you know what we really need some of us somebody here today somebody I don't know who I'm talking to you need a renewed mind you know when remember block, remember blockbuster y'all remember blockbuster y'all don't remember blockbuster video the video place Amen. You remember when you used to rent them videos on the weekend and then Monday come, you didn't really want to, you didn't really want to take it back. You didn't want to re, <laughs> come on somebody. Some of us went to court on Blockbuster. They, listen, some, they take some people to court. I'm telling you, they, <laughs> they, back then we didn't have debit cards and stuff like that. They charge you like $100 for, you know, $200 for, because we didn't go what? Renew it. See, there was what? A penalty for not renewing it. And may I say this to you? There's a penalty if you keep living with a defeated mind. If you keep letting Satan attack your mind and keep you down. Every day you have to say, God, renew my mind. Renew my mind. Renew my spirit. Amen. When you get up in the morning to go to work and you don't want to go to work, you got to say, God, I need you. I, listen. Listen. You ever, fit, you ever been that? Listen. Your body doesn't want to go. Your mind doesn't want to go. But you, when you look around, you say, these bills got to be paid. See, so that tells me something. You do have the potential to press on. <laughs> And renew your mind. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.